Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Welcome to Scoop World Orders Thursday night. The Buckeye basketball team is on a tear as they march towards the national championship in basketball. Haha. Ha. I'm really excited about what they've been doing. I uh, got another game tomorrow uh, in the marathon stretch to try to make a miracle run to the Big Ten Championship. We're going to talk about day two of spring practice, which I know you guys are much more interested in than this basketball season. Uh, got a lot of buzz. Heard a lot of stuff today. Um, Got some great intel late, so that's why the show is so late. So we're going to uh, kind of go through what we were told, uh, what happened when everybody was told to leave, and uh, some of the stuff that went on when they were doing some team drills. So we're going to get into that. Uh, but first, as always, we have uh, to be thankful. We're very grateful for you guys. Thank you guys for tuning in. Click like, click subscribe, click alert, and you'll get the alert every time we go live. This is a little bit later show. Uh, we were waiting to get some intel. We got some intel. We're going to share some of that with you. And... Uh, I'm going to get on in those comments uh, type who do you want to see step up in spring football uh, and also who's your pick for starting quarterback because I think those are two very important things also shout out where you're from write that in the comments I read all your comments I love your comments so do that it helps us uh, the more comments the better so go ahead let it rip that being said I'm going to bring in my good friend Nevada Buck Nevada how are you I'm doing great. Doing great. Buckeyes, uh, second day of practice, but already things are starting to happen, man. You're starting to see the uh, the, the skeleton kind of taking shape. And uh, I think I probably know more after two two days of practice than, uh, than most springs all, the, all together. So uh, very exciting time to be covering the Buckeyes. Yeah, I, I'm excited because there's you know going to be a fresh face at quarterback. I still think there isn't much of a competition that Kyle McCord is the guy. Um, I think he had another good day today, but you know it's interesting to see when there's um, some ancillary spots. Uh, Joe Royer is a guy that's really making a move. Uh, he had a fantastic winter, but he's really looked great the first couple of days. There's no pads on yet, but you know, there's a lot of throwing that goes on when there isn't pads on. He's a guy that really, really is explosive. Again, you have to remember that there was a point where there was a basically a one-on-one -on -one day where it was him and Luke Lachey, obviously Jim Lachey's kid, and they had to pick one tight end to take, and they took Joe Royer. And, you know, Luke Luke Lachey played against us last year. Obviously, he's a legacy. Jim Lachey is one of the greatest Buckeyes ever. He's our color commentator. So for Joe Royer to take that spot over Luke Lachey, he had to have been tremendous. And he's a kid that's faced a lot of adversity. His mother, unfortunately, passed away last season. Uh, obviously devastating um so he was you know obviously um in in a in a rough dark place for most of the season but you know he he uh, kind of turned the corner during bowl practice a few months after she passed and was able to make a key catch against Georgia and I think that kid can be an absolute superstar I think that he has uh, a gear that Cade Silver probably doesn't have and I love Cade Silver I think Cade Silver potentially could be the best tight end in America this year uh but Joe Royer is an exceptional athlete and the way that we like to use our two tight end sets, it's going to be really interesting to see how much they put Cade in line, how much they put Joe in line. And, and by in line, I mean on the line of scrimmage, blocking next to the tackle, because uh, they'd love to do that little tight end wing formation that is uh, a big staple in Ryan Day's offense. So it'll be interesting to see the tight end utilization going forward with Kevin Wilson not being the offensive coordinator. Because you got to remember, Kevin Wilson was the tight ends coach. So, yeah, sometimes when you are – uh, a, a certain position coach and you happen to be the coordinator you like to feature your own guys a little bit and, and and i don't think there's anything wrong with what kevin did with the two tight ends I actually loved what he did with the two tight ends but it'll be interesting to see if 
Brian Hartline leans a little bit more towards having a fourth wide receiver in the game versus uh, the the two tight end looks. So, uh, Nevada, who are some guys that you've heard um, through the first couple of days of spring and that you're excited to see uh, when they put the pads on after spring break? Well, you know, one name, and this is a name that you don't hear a lot of, and and it's Ty Hamilton. You know, the uh, a lot of the talk about the interior line goes to Mike Hall and to Tyreek Williams, and necessarily so. Those two guys have both been, you know, they've shown flashes of being absolutely outstanding, you know, dominant interior defensive linemen. But Ty might be the safest bet to pick as a starter on the on the interior line because you know he's yeah he does everything right. He, he does his responsibilities. Um, he's strong. He holds the point of attack. Um, he, like I said, he he doesn't freelance, you know, which is something that they've been critical of Michael Hall in, in certain situations. Is you know he does kind of what he wants to do instead of doing what he's supposed to do, and that's kind of an issue on the interior line because if guys are going the wrong way or you know not going into their gap, then that creates problems for everybody behind him and all the way down the line. So you know I think Ty Hamilton is a guy that I would really keep an eye on. I think you know he's really going to play some significant minutes. I think he's going to be, when, when the first snap's going, I would not be shocked to see him out there at all. And, uh, you know, he's a kid that I, like, obviously his bloodlines are great. His, you know, his brother, tremendous player at Ohio State. Uh, but I think he's a, you know, becoming a great player in his own right and, uh, you know, might be one of my kind of little sneaky breakout stars for the uh, for the spring. And, you know, I he was on my all-body transformation team, but now he's kind of on, you know, the uh, the watch to make it, you know, matter when he's on the field as well. So I think, you know, Ty Hamilton's a pick there. You know, Kai Stokes is another guy that, you know, I, I really, really like. I like I like what he's doing out there at, at safety. I like the way that he looks, like the way that he moves. And um, you know, I I I got a couple players in the defense. I'm really excited about the defense and I'm really excited to see what happens when the pads go on and uh the hitting starts in earnest. I agree. Um, real quick, appreciate you guys being in here, Sue, as always. Scott, I hope you're feeling better, my man. He's in the hospital watching us, so we're, we're thinking about you, my man. Yeah, I, I think that um, you know this is the time where guys start to emerge. Guys like Ty Hamilton can can really make a move, you know, because before you're kind of you know you're behind you know Jerron Cage, Teron Vincent. Um, you, you've kind of just been an ancillary rotational guy, and now you have a real chance to be a starter and a guy that I. You know, I'm higher on than probably most. I think Jack Sawyer is a guy, and and even JT Tumalo, I think he's got another level that he can get to. Um, just in terms of being full-time starters, you know, playing defensive end, I thought Jack really was a fish out of water. The more I've watched the tape of him playing Jack, the more I realized how um, much of a disservice it was to him. And, you know, he tried to do it, uh, but I think that the way that they deployed it was um, just – incredibly ineffective just due to the the scarcity of it i think it's hard to get into a rhythm as a player i mean being a former player um you know back in the olden days when i played i i really liked you know getting my my turns i wanted to play 60 70 snaps i wanted to get into a little bit of a rhythm it's kind of like being a pitcher in baseball like you know if you want if you're used to being a starting pitcher it's sometimes hard to come in and as a closer in the ninth inning and sit around all night and then also have to get all gassed up, you know, two and a half hours into the game to come win it. So, you know, I think that, you know, guys like Jack uh, and JT, they're not rotational guys. They want to be out there for the first snap. They want to make, uh, make a difference and uh, get out to the quarterback. Cause again, I think the biggest thing um, for this defense to take the next step is that our defensive ends has to be better on the passers. And I think that Jack having his hand on the ground and being a defensive end, from the first snap of the game onward is going to be just a huge, huge uh, uh, boon for him and his game. Because again, the hardest part about the Jack package, as I studied it, um, and, and I studied it his last year at Oklahoma State, I watched a lot of film, uh, I listened to clinic talks, is that you know he really had to be a guy that was basically like a nose guard that would have to basically take on blockers. And then you know the linebacker, Tommy or Seal, would have to, to make the play in the hole. And those guys didn't make the plays, man. It was like a 70 yard gain and and it happened, you know, two or three times during the season. And, and I think Jack's just, you know, he's better as a, as a hand on the ground defensive. And then he was, as that, that floating Jack kind of hybrid linebacker thing. So, um, I think we, uh, Matt and Wheelersburg, I actually had lunch at the Scioto river yesterday. It was fantastic. I was down in Southern Ohio. So shout out Wheelersburg, big time, big time Buckeye fans down in Southern Ohio. So we love you guys on Buckeyescoop.com. 
But we, uh, yeah, I, I think, um, Nevada, you're talking about Noah Rogers. Uh, we do a little pre-show, kind of go through our notebooks together and, and see who we've heard. Uh, what have you heard about some of the young receivers? Because uh, we have three incredible, we have the Rogers, uh, I call them brothers, they're not really brothers, the Rogers brothers, and we have Carnell Tate uh, with Brandon Ennis showing up in June. What have you heard about some of the young freshman wide receivers thus far? Well, I'm, you know, I'm hearing a lot about them, which first of all is, is that's kind of a, the, a change from what last year, you know, last year we kept waiting to hear, you know, for those guys that were flashing, those guys that were ready to kind of step up and make plays. And, you know, we never really heard it. And then, you know, come playing time and we never really saw it, but you're already hearing, you know, we, we've talked a lot about Colonel Tate, you know, how good he's been and, you know, how much of a leader he's been in the, uh, in the weight room and just kind of emerging as kind of an alpha dog amongst the, uh, the freshman, well, Noah Rogers is making kind of a similar impact. And he, he's a guy that's everybody's taking notice of. Everybody's keeping their eyes on. Everybody's looking at him and kind of going, wow, who is this guy? Because um, he, he he moves like an upperclassman. He understands the offense. He's understanding what they're trying to do. And uh, he, he's a guy that a lot of the upperclassmen are saying, hey, watch this kid. This kid's going to be big time. So Noah Rogers, another player kind of breaking out. Already early, you know, before the pads go on, you know, it's a little bit of a different game, but you can tell who can run, you know, who, who can, you know, turn those defensive backs around and who are those guys that have those great hands and can make those catches. And Noah Rogers is definitely one of those guys, definitely a name to remember. Yeah. So those of you guys that are, uh, that are tuned in, we have some, no, this is some Noah Rogers high school film from last season. So, you know, again, we just like to, you know, let you know what we're working with here. Um, obviously, there's no phone as an Ohio State player other than a couple of practices, no pads on. But you can see the athleticism. You see him high point the ball. Again, this is a, a an incredibly talented receiver room, obviously, with Mecca and Marvin at the top. Uh, you know, Julian kind of in that in that middle tier. And then you've got a bunch of guys fighting for that number four role with with Xavier Johnson, with, uh, you know, Carnell, with the two Rogers kids, with Ennis. Uh, and then you've got, you know, that whole. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus freshman class from last year who's going to be the guy you know keon graves caleb burton i mean there's a bunch of guys that they better get on their horse and get rolling because this is a competitive room and that's the thing that um you know with these with these true freshmen coming in man they are not there to wait around and wait their turn they, they're trying to take take spots and take jobs and and that's good i always like guys that come in they're not scared they're there to work they're not there to you know, there's always some sometimes with when you have a bad room, a bad position room, sometimes there's guys that are like, oh, are you a tryhard? Oh, you're at the jugs machine. Oh, you're hanging out in Coach Hartline's room or Coach Fry's room, whatever, because you're trying to be a, a suck up or be seen that you're watching extra phone. But like I I always hated something like that because I, I think that guys need to do whatever it takes for them to to get to the level that they want to be at where they are you know, uh, uh, an all big 10, an all American, a first round pick, uh, a top tier NFL guy. Like there's never, um, the only ceiling that you really set is kind of what, you know, what, what, um, you know, what you set. So these guys, um, these guys are talented. These guys want to play. Uh, I know that there's opportunity this year, but next year after Marvin and Emeka leave and, and Julian leave, there's a gigantic opportunity because there's literally going to be three starting spots. And then you throw JJ Smith and Jojo trader into the mix and it's going to be, it's going to be a, an incredibly talented, uh, but incredibly young unit um, that Brian Hartline is going to have control of. Uh, Nevada, you know, we, we always have to talk O line. I mean, the O line is is going to be one of those things. I think people are going to be 
worried about um Josh Fryer is a guy, you know, I got some really good feedback on Josh. Josh is a guy exceptionally tough. Uh he's a grinder, he's gritty, he's not as pretty as Paris Johnson. Paris is like one of he's just a spectacular player, uh kind of just a prototype left tackle. Josh is more of a gritty grinder, tough guy, uh, who can fight you at left tackle. I really love his his mentality and I love his athleticism, but um what do you think about the offensive line um, and some of the parts? And I think Carson Hinsman is actually taking a really nice step. And there's a great chance he could be our starting center uh, week one once uh, once the foot hits the ball. But what are you hearing on the line? Well, I just, you know, again, it's hard to tell before the pads come on. But in, in terms of the guys, in terms of their knowledge of the offense, in terms of their, their, their mobility, in terms of just kind of evaluating what the work that's been done during the winter, you know, you know, there's a lot to like about Josh Fryer. I mean, Josh Fryer, you know, could go down as being, you know, it, like we we always talk about like Corey Lindsley, how he didn't start a game until his fourth year in the uh, in the program. Obviously, Josh has started games before now, but he can come out of you know relative obscurity, you know, wearing the uh, the 41, the extra tight end jersey, and to, to be a really highly regarded offensive lineman at Ohio State, like really highly regarded. And the the people I'm talking to are like. Man, you know, Josh is athletic. He's a guy that can windmill dunk. You know, he's got great feet. He's, you know, just, you know, all, his knowledge of the offense is, you know, you know, out of this world. You know, super strong, super nasty, finishes it all. So, no, I, I, I'm excited about him at, uh, at left tackle. You know, I think we had talked most of the offseason talking about him at right tackle. You know, at left tackle, it, it makes an awful lot of sense to have him flipped over there. And, you know, I can't wait to see what he can do against these uh, – these defensive ends because this is going to give him a you know a real you know test with 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 live bullets about how well he's going to be able to play the position and uh, the people I talked to are really excited about him really excited about the leadership role he's already taken on the offensive line and uh, really excited about how he looks at, on the left side they're anchoring the left side with Donnie Jackson so uh, very excited about Josh Fryer. See, I think you put your two most veteran guys over on the left side. Um, you can help out a little bit on the right side uh, with, with Matt and whoever the right tackle ends up being. I still think it's going to be Zen, but it could be George Fitzpatrick. It could be Tigra. I mean, it's kind of open trial. So basically, whoever wants to pass protect the best versus JT Tumalo, you get to win the job. So uh, I think it's going to be really, um, it's going to be a great battle. I think again that you know I, I always say this, and I don't like saying this out loud, but whoever can say the healthiest and and make it through. Uh, at a high level, I always think that that's the kind of the the, the best indicator of what um, you know who, who's going to be delayed when you start camp. And, and even you know as you get into camp and as you get into the season, you know I obviously you're going to probably name a starter, but you know sometimes competitions go into the season. I mean, when I was competing to be the right tackle, I was rotating in in the first three four games, and then by about the fifth game I was the starting right tackle in 04 but I I didn't win the job out of camp I got hurt during spring ball so again that's probably why I bring that up because you know I felt like I was the best right tackle I know I was the best right tackle I ended up being the best right tackle but you know if you're hurt it doesn't matter how good you are so you know some of these guys um as practices get more physical and things get tougher um you know they, they just got to keep keep coming and a guy that in my mind, that, that fits that profile is Jacob James, who was our, our backup center last year. Uh, great kid, coach's son, uh, comes from a great program down in Cincinnati. He's a kid that is fighting and scrapping to get as much practice as, as he can. He's not cleared to do live 11 on 11 work, but he's doing individual drills and, and doing as much as he can. And I'm sure it's it's ripping his heart out right now that he's not able to play you know because i mean you know he sat behind luke you know who's his classmate in the same recruiting class and luke you know is already three and out and going pro and jacob's trying to make his first career start and, and take that job so he's fist fighting to try and to get in there and, and not let carson hensman run away with the job because that's the the hard part is when you're when you're injured and you're watching it's like obviously you know you know of course you want the guy to do well but like you know deep down like you don't want him to do that well like you want you want to because if Carson Hinsman turns into Charles Bentley or Nick Mangold, then Jacob James is watching, you know, and he's been passed by a younger guys. So that's kind of some of the stuff that like people don't say out loud. But you know, you you want to play and you want to start, and you know, if you, if you get beat out, then it's like, you know, what do I do? Do I wait around? Do I transfer? Like that's kind of the tough part that goes into spring ball. Uh, Nevada, we're going to shift to the safeties because that is probably outside of the offensive line the hottest room. 
in terms of competition, talent. Um, obviously, you know, yeah, Jihad Carter, the kid from Syracuse. You've got Sonny Styles, who is, you know, as talented of a safety as we've probably ever had, if he even stays a safety, because he could, you know, he's a couple of big Macs away from being an outside linebacker. But what are your thoughts on the safety room? Our guy, a guy that I love, Josh Proctor, is starting at this very moment. And he's a kid that, guys, a lot of six-year guys that went through what Josh went through last year would have transferred out and nobody would have blamed him. But this kid decided he wanted to stay a Buckeye. And I'm sure he talked it out with, you know, with Jim Knowles and with Ryan Day and with, um, you know, his position coaches. And uh, he's back and he's starting. And and I hope he has a massive year. Again, I've, I've heard from really good sources, not people that have only watched like one safety in life, say that he's really talented and he just kills guys. So I hope he can put it all together this year for, for our sake. But Nevada, give me your thoughts on the safeties, Josh Proctor, Sonny Styles, Kai Stokes, uh, kind of a rundown of, of, of what you hope for and what you've heard so far. Well, I think, you know, as we, as we talked about last night, I think the, you know, they really want to try to get, you know, Sonny Styles on the field, you know, via the safety route and the, you know, when I had it broken down for me, kind of as simply as, as, as could possibly be put, it was like, look, you already know that you've got Lathan Ransom and Josh Proctor that are more than likely, you know, one of your, your, your two or your three starters at your safety spot. Considering the fact that Knowles likes to play three. And, you know, if you're at, in a likely running down, you'd like to see Sonny out there. And if you're in a likely passing down, you'd probably like to see Jihad Carter out there. And, you know, that made a lot of sense to me, you know, whether you, you know, however you call them, you know, the, the, the free, the strong, the, you know, the bandit or, you know, whatever they're the adjuster, the implementer or whatever it is, but I, they're, they're going to try to get, you know, Sonny on the field via the safety route. And, uh, boy, I mean, that would be intimidating as heck to see Sonny Styles and Josh Proctor, uh, roaming around the defensive backfield. They're you know, looking to take guys heads off. That's for sure. So um, I think we're going to see a lot of that. They're going to see how that, that works. They're going to see how they, they can match that up. And, um, yeah, I, I, like you said, the safety competition is going to be one of the most fierce throughout the, uh, throughout the, the spring. And, you know, hey, the fact that Josh Proctor decided to come back for a six-year after basically getting stoned last year where they just said, you're not playing, um, you know, I, I, I think he's got to have a, a, a place on the field. And I think he knows that uh, Lathan Ransom was playing at an All-American level up to the last two games. You know, he, he's going to play. And then, you know, Sonny and Jihad split those other things, and, and I'm happy. Let, let's go. Let's tee it up, and let's play some football. I think that, um, you know, you, you just got to be excited. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. For a kid that wants to come back and fight for a job the way he does. And uh, I think he's got, like I said, a bright future. I think he um, he could be a guy that, uh, you know, again, we, we always kind of joke that is Sonny going to turn into Micah Parsons? Is he going to turn into Sean Taylor? Like, what does he want to be? What can he be? And, uh, and there's so whispers out there about... Uh, Lorenzo Sells Jr. joining us at, at corner. And I don't know if this spring, especially adding uh, Davidson Ignatius and if, if he's still in the mix, but that would be interesting too. Cause I don't think you could ever have enough corners um, given how Jordan Hancock has to be able to stay healthy. And, uh, you know, you, you just, you see so many three and four wide receiver looks. It, it always helps to be able to match personnel with, with an extra corner um, in the game. I uh, will also take some questions. Let me, uh, you know, it is uh, 
Sue, I, I'm going to put this one up here first. What's up, Paul? It's good seeing you tonight. Um, I, I, again, this is one, Sue, I, I wish that I had a better answer than there had to. I, 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 again, I'm not trying to speculate, but something internally had to have gone on with Josh. Because, I mean, to get benched after one play after that much hype was almost crazy. Um, you know, again, I've not, I haven't seen anything like it. And I've seen guys get benched, um, year over year. There's always a guy or two that gets benched, you know, guys that start off the year. Um, they don't play well early on or somebody kind of plays spot duty or, or, they, or they play well in backup time and then they end up taking the job. So that's not, that's just football. Uh, but for Josh Proctor to literally go from, you know, very gaudy hype from, from the coordinator, not from you know, me or Nevada buck or media members or, you know, some, some source like this is a defensive coordinator saying that he could literally be the best safety in America to not playing was, was, was very strange. So I, I have not gotten to the bottom of that. I've asked people about that and, you know, I mean, they're, they're very diplomatic when they talk about it, but again, I'm just happy the kid's back. I mean, no one's rooting harder for Josh Proctor than, than Nevada and I just because I think that he's a great kid and I think that he's got a lot of talent and, you know, I mean, if he would have gone to the Florida Gators like what well, like Taraj did, you know, Taraj is a kid that, you know, two years ago was captain. He was captain of the team, preseason starter, and didn't work out, didn't play well under Kerry Combs, got benched, came back last year with Jim Knowles, didn't play literally at all, other than I think I remember him getting a personal foul. And, you know, he, he goes off to Florida, you know, and, and Josh Proctor, you know, played a little bit more than Taraj did, but, you know, he could have just as easily gone elsewhere and been guaranteed a starting spot, but he decided to come back here and compete versus, you know, guys like Kai Soaks and Sonny Styles, And, you know, and plus we bring in Jihad Carter from Syracuse. So it is a, an uphill fist fight to win that starting, uh, that starting safety job. So it's going to be real interesting to see how that goes uh, as we get into camp. Um, but yeah, I, I do not have an answer on Proctor Nevada. I, I don't think you do either, but your thoughts on the Proctor thing last year? I know we talked about that ad nauseum, but it just—it was just such a strange situation. Well, I had heard on that first play, you know that, you know, that they had practiced against that, that they talked about that. They they talked about him not being late, and he was late and missed wrapping that guy up. And um, you know, I, I think it was it was Styles, right? It was it was the other Styles that went for like yeah 60, 64 yards or whatever it was, and then we stopped him. But I. I I think it was like a it was a quick trip to the doghouse because it was something that they had talked about so many times and then he missed it anyway and uh, I think Jim Knowles got frustrated with that but but the rest of the season was just a complete mystery to me because I understand doing that maybe for the game maybe for a half but you know, for the entire season I like I said that was it was a weird one I'm not sure we'll ever really understand it. Yeah, it was it was just a different. Uh... A different deal. But yeah, I, I'm excited to uh, to see what he can do. Um, you know, this is this is another good question, CJ. I I think um, it's a great question, dude. Why why can't we run a four three and play CL, CJ, and Tommy? I you know honestly, that's a great question. I think you know that that Jim Knowles is married to the three safety thing, um, which to me is just the same as playing nickel defense. You just call. I mean, he literally calls the nickel a nickel. Like, so the, the nickel slot guy, he just turns him as a safety, but he could just as easily be a corner, in my opinion. Um, I think it's just more that people are scared to run three linebackers because of how, how much teams run spread offenses. I really think that's, that's what it is, and that's why 99% of teams don't run three linebacker looks. Iowa is, like, one of the last. They still run it, like, a decent amount, but – I'm telling you, like the the days of the, the the old three linebackers, like you know when we had Hawk Schlegel and Carpenter, those days are gone. You know, unless football is cyclical and it goes back to having you know the old fullback and the the eye formation type stuff. I I just think that the four three defense isn't effective versus a good spread uh, as opposed to a nickel defense, and and I think that the NFL reflects that. I think that college football reflects that. Even high school, you know, I and mean, there's there's some teams that still run some 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 of the old eye formation stuff, but you know, it, it just, the game is so spread out now that I think you almost have to play nickel almost 80% of the time, uh, 85% of the time. And if you run into a team that does the tight end stuff, the Wisconsin, some Michigan state, uh, you know, some of those, the, you know, uh, Illinois with, with Bielema, he loves to do that kind of stuff. Then you can bring in that third linebacker. But I just think the game's too spread out to run three linebackers. What are your thoughts on that Nevada? 
Well, no, I think you're right. I mean, you understand when I, when I was playing football, we ran an Oklahoma 54. So <laughs> we played we played with four linebackers, and uh, now now it's uh, you know. I, I, but but again, we always talk about how on this show, you know, one of our jobs, you know, one of the things that we really one of our core values is to try to educate our you know listeners, try to make them better listeners, smarter listeners, more engaged listeners. Jim Knowles does not run some crazy exotic defense. He runs a nickel defense. That's it's a four, two, five. That's all it is. And you know, when people, when, when you're with people and they go, Oh, Jim Knowles runs some crazy dipsy doodle defense that it's hybrid. No, just say, no, it's, it's really not. You really don't know what you're talking about. He just calls that third safety, you know, the, whatever name he calls it for the day. And it's really just a nickel. That's all it is. And even going back to when Ohio State won the national championship in, in 15, I mean, with Darren Lee, and Darren Lee would kind of suck out there. And, he, you know, he was kind of a, a you know, that hybrid guy that, that, you know, was kind of coming out at the linebacker, but was really a guy that was, you know, fast enough to kind of cover. And you know, so you saw kind of the beginning of it. But now it's just that's, that's the way the defenses are run. You're right. I don't think it's going back. I don't think you're ever going to see three and four linebackers anymore. I think it's going to be two. And that's what we run is uh, that basic, that four, two, five. Yeah. And I, I'm kind of, you know, with my little whiteboard thing, just kind of drawn up uh, kind of how these guys normally draw. So this is what is kind of always the same. This is the front. So you see, you got your two ends here. Um, you've got your, uh, so here's an end. Here's an end. Here's a nose. Here's a tackle. This is just by a three by one set. So this is your tight end, obviously, but where he lines the safeties is what's kind of different. So, he literally, this is your slot receiver right here, um, and, and he calls that guy a nickel. So I'm going to put an N-I for nickel. Actually, let's spell it out. Um, so he's got a nickel, and then he calls the boundary safety. So if this is, imagine this is the hash mark, okay? So we're on the left hash of the football field. Here's the right hash over here, you know? And, and these guys would be spread out a little bit more, but it's a little condensed because I've got the little, uh, the, the videos of us on the side, but... Um, in the middle of the field, he plays what he calls the adjuster safety. So I'm going to write adjuster. You know, this is kind of what you see. It's kind of like what you think of as like a free safety type deal. And then to the short side of the field, he, he plays the bandit, which that's kind of like your old, like strong safety. Um, again, and then the nickel is like what you call a nickel. So, but he just likes to play three safeties. So that just kind of gives you a little bit of a visual aid of, of what Jim Knowles does for safeties. And again, I don't think that it's that much different. I think that he likes to play a safety body type. It's the nickel more than a corner. I think that's a big difference. And, um, you know, sometimes he'll play, you know, three safeties, you know, deep, like across the, the deal. Like he'll, he'll align the, uh, the adjuster, uh, the nickel, and then the, the bandit here. And he'll have his corners up here which is a little different, but you know, it's not that crazy different. Um, apologize. I, I got to kind of, um, screw you there, but I just, you know, I always hear how's the defense different or, you know, this wacky three safety thing. And it's really not that different. I mean, the Jack thing was kind of different, but you know, his base defense isn't that crazy different. Uh, so again, I just wanted to kind of draw that so you guys could get a visual of what it looks like, because sometimes when you say, Oh, three safeties and bandit and adjuster and nickel. And I'm like, you know, 90% of the defenses when you turn the TV on are in nickel defense. So it's kind of what we run. You know, we just like to run a, a third safety there um, instead of a, a third corner. I mean, that's the biggest difference to me is that I think that we give up some coverage skills uh, for some run stopping skills by playing a safety as the slot guy instead of a corner. But that's just my opinion. Um, and I think sometimes it, we'd be better served to put a third corner that can cover a slot guy uh, in that spot as opposed to a guy like a Tanner McAllister or whoever. But again, it depends on the skill set and the body type. Because if, if a guy is a safety and he can run and he can cor and cover, well, then you know, obviously he's probably going to be a first-round pick. But that's like the ideal guy for that that slot spot. But for me, you know, if it's first couple downs, I mean, Sonny Styles to me would be the perfect slot guy because he can cover short area, but he also is a guy that can hit like a Mack truck and be there uh, you know, on the wide side of the field for run support. Because he thing about Sonny is as big and athletic and as freaky as he is, he also is not scared. 
at all. Like he will put his his face mask in the middle of your chest and and pile drive into the ground and he doesn't blink, you know, and, and that's not typical for defensive back. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire. Huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. A lot of those guys, they're allergic to contact, but Sonny's not that guy. Um, This is a great question. I love this. Uh, I love this one, Paul. All right, Nevada. We're going to do... Who leads the defense in sacks, and how many interceptions do the Buckeyes end up with? Appreciate you, Paul. As always, you and Sue lead the way, always on the show. Um, I'll let you start, Nevada. Uh, leads the team in sacks. <clears throat> I'm going to go with JT Tumaloa. I'm going to go. He's going to. He'll go with. Uh, he'll have twelve. He'll have twelve sacks to lead the Buckeyes, and Jack Sawyer will be right behind him at ten. And uh, so it's 22 between the two defensive ends, which would be quite a uh, an improvement. Inter- interceptions, you know. Well, f- first of all, the fact that we didn't get any interceptions out of the cornerbacks last year is that's that's not that's going to turn around this year. We're going to get more than that. So I'll say we're going to get uh, we'll get one one a game. So I'll say 15 interceptions. How's that? That works. I mean. Nowhere to go but up from our corners, you know. When you when you lay the goose egg last year, which again I've I that's like one of those prop bets in Vegas where if you say, you know, I don't even know what you set the odds at Nevada, because I know that you're you're good at, at setting odds and gambling and numbers. But if I'd have told you last year, hey, you know, it, it's a prop bet, it's kind of like you know getting you know a team scoring a safety in the Super Bowl or something like that. Ohio State is going to have zero interceptions out of their cornerback room this year. I don't know what you'd bet. Maybe throw. 10 bucks on it or 50 or a hundred bucks on it. And you get, you know, hundred to one odds or 500 to one odds that we wouldn't have a single interception. And we played, you know, 14 games or whatever we played. It's like, it's almost insane. Cause you know, we we're so good on offense and we get so far ahead of teams that teams have to throw on us for almost three fourths of every single game because we're up by 49 points. So they're not even going to run the ball. They're going to be throwing, and you know they generally don't have great offensive lines and we generally have a good pass rush so you assume there's going to be some lollipop throw that that one of our corners is going to snag and and get his hands on but we didn't do it a single time last year so i'm going to say i'll say 20 picks uh because i'm going to count the safeties too and the linebackers uh and for sacks God, I really want to go my call here. I really want to go my call here. I'm going to go Jack Sawyer. I'm going to go out on the limb. I'm going to say Jack just because I think that JT is going to get a lot of attention this year from opposing teams. I think Jack uh, is lighter and quicker, and he's going to be hungry after kind of a lost season last year. And I think he's a motivated kid, man, because all I hear is right now is that he sucks. So, you know, when you're that guy and you come in as the five-star in the next Bosa brother, you don't have you know the first couple of years, uh, and and mind you, Jack Sawyer led the team in sacks last year. He had four and a half sacks, so you know, and he did it on probably about a, a third as many plays as Zach Harrison or or JT Tumalolo had. But you know, like so, if you give him the same snap count, does he go to eight sacks? I don't know. I mean, it, it could happen. It could not happen. But I think uh, I'll go with Jack just to be uh, contrarian to Nevada because I don't like picking the same stuff that he does. But um. You know, I, I would love for JT to lead. I'd love for them both to get double digits. I think that'd be fantastic for uh, the defense as a whole just to get that get that pressure going again like we've had on our great defense, like that 19 defense when we had uh, packages where Chase Young and Baron Browning would come off the edge and meeting at the quarterback and good push in the middle. Like, I think that that's, that's something we have to get back to in a hurry. Um, yeah, I saw Mark Nave uh, 
got an offer. That was really interesting from Georgia. I think that that's just like, they almost just do like a troll offer anymore. Um, what's up, Scott? I, uh, I see, I know you're a Louisville guy. All right. Where this is a good one. Who Nevada do you see making a mark on the buck on the Buckeyes? It's not on the radar right now. That's a great question. I love questions like that. Oh, my, uh, my unsung Buckeye. Well, can I go to, can I go to Reed Carrico again and say Reed Carrico at fullback as my unsung Buckeye? Yeah, of course it's your pick. That's what I'm going with. I'm going with Reed Carrico to make the position swap to, to fullback and make a, a mark for the Buckeyes there. Nobody's talking about it. Nobody's on that. You heard it here first from Nevada Buck, and uh, he'll be my unsung dark horse player of the year coming from nowhere to uh, make a big impact for the Buckeyes. Uh, and I'm going to piggyback this. I just saw this from Dave. This is a great question. Is the Rossi rollback – uh, this season in terms of being like that fullback and, and slack guy and is Carico an option for this position. Uh, I'll let you take that first event and then I'll give my thought on that. And I'll also give my unsung Buckeye. Yeah, no, I think, I think he is actually, a, I, I, I think they liked what they got out of it last year. Um, and you know, it would have been nice to get another year out of Mitch. Even, you know, I, I remember the first time I mentioned him in a nugget, and people are like, what the heck is Nevada talking about? Mitch Rossi. Like, who is this guy? And he turned out to be, you know, super valuable, um, doing some really interesting things. Reed can do those things too, man. I'm telling you, he is strong and he is fast and um, tough kid. Could really do some interesting things for the Buckeyes. And, uh, yeah, I'll say he'll, he'll, make, um, he'll make an impact for us uh, at that – we'll call it the Mitch Rossi position. And before that, it was the Stan White position. Um, and uh, – He'll hopefully go down in lore like Stan White did up at the 05 Michigan uh, a game up there in our Ann Arbor and make the big block to spring somebody in for the uh, the winning touchdown. Yeah, I mean, um, it was interesting because I was actually in Ironton yesterday uh, for work, and it was uh, it was interesting because I talked to some people that knew Reed really well. And Reed, it's funny because Reed is actually killing it in NIL, like kind of quietly, but I was driving around and there's like a giant billboard of Reed with Rax roast beef, which I was like, that is a funny thing. Cause I didn't even know Rax still existed. And like Reed standing there holding like a, you know, like a roast beef sandwich with his, uh, with his gear on. And I was like, that's pretty sick. I like it. Um, but yeah, he, uh, he's a kid that, uh, he just wants to do anything he can to get on, on the field. And the funny thing is, is that last year they asked him to move to fullback, fullback tight end to kind of be like Mitch Rossi's backup and he didn't do it because he wanted to say linebacker. But this year, I mean, you know, when Tommy, because I, I think last year at this time, he might not have known and we might not have known how good Tommy Eichenberg was. Uh, obviously, Tommy's going to be a preseason first team All American favorite to win the Butkus. Seal Chambers is kind of, he'll be preseason All Big Ten ish, you know, first, second team. Uh, it could easily be All Big Ten after after next year, if he, if he takes the next step of being a linebacker, but you know, I, I think that for Reed, like this is a big year for him. He's got to get on the field somehow, some way. I know they want him to be a special teams demon, uh, but you know, you can, you know, kind of cut your teeth being that tough blocking back in. And he's really athletic. Like I had a guy in the Woody Hayes, who I really trust say that kid can float. And by float, like he can like really, really run. Like he doesn't, He's a very smooth athlete. And again, you know, he's a kid from Southern Ohio. You know, he's a, a tough kid. Like when you think of Ironton, you think a rough neck, tough guys, you know, you don't think of smooth, polished athletes, but Reed is that, you know, but he's also tough as nails. But I think that, you know, the Rossi role is something that really didn't exist for a long time because Urban didn't believe in playing a fullback basically ever. And, you know, Mitch kind of fit that skill set and they started to do it and they did some under center eye formation, play action pass stuff and short yardage, short red zone stuff. And and I thought it was really good stuff by Ryan Dix. I think that it helped CJ Stroud get prepared for some of the NFL stuff that, that teams like to do. They like to, you know, there's still a handful of teams that carry a fullback and they do some of that stuff because, you know, I think that teams aren't used to going against it now. So now all of a sudden you're on a fullback and they're like, well, how do we stop that? We have no idea because we're used to, you know, shotgun spread three by one formations the whole time. So, uh, wow, this, this is a great question. Jay Bags, wow, Tim Gardner, what a blast from the past. 
What really happened to Tim Gardner, an offensive tackle from the 2013 and 14 class? Props to you guys, man. You guys are such a, you guys are an incredibly uh, educated crew because some of the names you guys bring up are just crazy. So Tim Gardner was a kid that I was really close with. He's a kid that I really liked, worked really hard. Um, the interesting thing about Tim was, is he was like a three-star type guy, project type guy. Most people didn't think he was like that great, but you know, he came out to camp and like he was like a decent looking kid, a little heavy. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today. To, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, But God, he had just incredible feet. Oh my God. So we... You know, we you, we do this one-on-one pass for sure, which I'm sure you guys have seen it a lot of uh, scouting comments or whatever. And and Ed Warner and I are watching him, and this kid, like this little chubby kid, gets out there. And the defensive end that was out there was Taekwon Lewis, and Taekwon was just an absolute terror off the edge. He was unbelievably good. He was a kid that we offered, we really wanted. You know, he's a guy that was Bama, Clemson, Florida. He had every offer. He was a great player. And and Tim went out to left tackle. And locked him down like over and over again, stayed in front of him, got his hands on him, like clamped him. And like, we're watching this kid and, and we kept watching him. And the more we watched, the more we liked him. We liked his attitude. He was tough, uh, worked really hard. Um, just a nice kid, he, you know, uh, lived with grandma. Grandma was, you know, old, you know, 80 something years old, whatever. And, but the kid, it was funny because we liked him. We weren't going to offer him that day, but we said, look, we want you to lose 25 pounds and be, you know, 310 and come back to Friday Night Lights. So this kid literally dropped 25 pounds in like, you know, six weeks or whatever. He ran every night. His grandma had him run every night. And he was a really like, you know, he was just a great kid. And he came to Friday Night Lights and he had, he had a really nice performance there too. And then, you know, we, we get down the road and we end up offering the kid. And, and, and I really liked him. And he got to Ohio State. And I don't know if he failed a drug test or what happened, but he ended up leaving uh, like almost immediately. It was almost crazy. And I, cause I asked, I asked Ed Warren, I was like, what happened to Tim? Like he just got here and he's already gone and something like that happened. And, you know, I think he's like a classic case of if he would have stayed in Mickey Marotti's weight room with Ed Warner coaching him, like he could have been an NFL guy, but you know, he ends up going to Indiana and he kind of bounces around like, the XFL and the USFL and all these other weird leagues. And, you know, once you get out of the, the, the kind of the track that, that you're in when you're at Ohio state, all bets are off. You know, it, honestly, it reminds me a lot of Torrance Gibson. Torrance Gibson's a kid that if he just stayed on the rails at Ohio state and he didn't get screwed over by that, that girl that basically got him kicked out of school and expelled from school, he's probably on his second contract in the NFL right now, but you know, things happen. And then all of a sudden when, Guys go off into the ether and they're off the kind of the the super highway to the NFL that, that Ohio State has turned into, then all bets are kind of off. So, yeah, was Tim Garner a bus? I mean, I, I guess, you know, because he didn't make it at Ohio State. But, you know, if guys, you know, can't make it through three or four or five years in the program, it's hard to tell what they would have been if they would have been able to stick with, with Mickey Murati, especially because I just saw what Mickey does with Lyman. I saw Tim's natural talent. Uh, his work ethic, because he was a kid that worked hard. I and mean, we asked him to lose weight, and it wasn't like we asked him to lose five pounds. We asked him to lose like 25 pounds, and his grandma was like, he runs every night. He'll go run for two hours, eats right, put down the cookies. He's eating, you know, vegetables and salads. And, yeah, so it showed a lot of dedication because he really won that offer. And, like, I loved the kid. It broke my heart when he got kicked out of school, but that's just part of the gig, man. You, I mean, you can't save them all, but uh, I really liked that kid. That was a great question. Thanks, Bags. Nevada, you still there? That was I know that was a long response. 
Yeah, yeah. I I I stopped listening about ten minutes ago, so somebody just got to <laughs> fill me in on. <laughs> Uh, you got you got any of those guys like that in your past? Oh yeah. Well, it's funny when Tim Gardner came, it was or, or I should say when Tim Gardner was recruited and came and left, and then Dewan Jones kind of got offered out of Indiana. Like your thoughts immediately go to it, you know, another kind of big heavy kid out of Indiana, and you're wondering, you know, is he going to be another you know Tim Gardner and kind of not you know not work out, and now. Dewan goes on and he's probably going to be an offensive tackle too in the NFL draft and a multimillionaire and a 10 year starter. And it's just, uh, it's funny, but my, when, when he was recruited, that was my first thought. My first thought was Tim Gardner. So yeah, it's uh, now we're one for two on Indiana Lyman. Going to have to go for three for the tiebreaker. Yeah. If you count D Lyman, we had Dexter too. Dexter Larimore was a, he was a second round guy, but no, I, it, it is, it's sad when you see some of these kids that really could have made it and, and they don't. Um, this is a great question, Evan. Uh, Kirk in Nevada. So I'll start with you, Nevada. Do you see Ryan Day focusing on the run more this season uh, in the case of a quarter Brown um, since there are slight setback for previous quarterbacks? Or do you think Day will still favor the pass over the run? Uh, and by Day, I assume you also mean Brian Hartline, the new offensive coordinator in Nevada. You uh, can take the first crack at that. Um, I think that as long as Ryan Day is here at Ohio State, we will always be pass first. Um, with Brian Hartline as the offensive coordinator, will most certainly be pass first. So uh, I think they'll ask the quarterbacks to do different things, though. I think they'll, uh, the, you know, you know, they'll, they'll, as we've talked about, I think they'll ask the quarterbacks to be more, get a little bit more mobile, uh, take a few more chances with their legs, try to extend plays a little bit more, um, and they'll try to, you know, get them going with some easy routes, some easy throws early on in the games, and then kind of see if they can kind of progress them along. Uh, along the route tree as they kind of move, you know, deeper into the season and, and deeper into the, as the opponents go. But now I think we'll always be fast first. I think that's just the way it is with Ryan day. That's what he's most comfortable with. You got to remember Ryan day was a quarterback and you know, he was a quarterback. He thinks like a quarterback. He likes to coach quarterbacks and what do like quarterbacks like to do rather than to hand it off, man, they like to throw it. So I think we'll always be throwing. And I think uh, this year we'll, uh, will be no different. Although, we're going to have some terrific running backs. We're going to have a, probably the deep, one of the deepest running back rooms we've ever had. So we're going to have plenty of guys that can do it. But I think they'll probably try to activate them by, you know, swinging passes out of the backfield, which is another way to get your quarterbacks going. Some easy, you know, almost like long handoffs, you know, uh, those swing passes out to the backs. And that's another way to get the backs involved and get the quarterbacks running as well. So that's what I think the offense is going to look like. Yeah, I mean, if you put a gun to my head, I think we're going to throw it more. I mean, if Brian's calling the plays and he's got he's got to look at those receivers in the eyes and they all want their touches and targets and you know that I think it, it the thing that I'm most curious about is how well will, will Brian Hartland marry the passing game to the running game when he's been a passing game guy his whole life, he's been a receiver, uh, wide receivers coach, uh, no background um, in the running game at all, uh, and, and frankly, you know, I'm sure that he has some knowledge of it but again you know how much do you stick to it when when you have marvin and a mech out there like that can be tough i mean when you've got um you know a, a team you know o-line is going to be you know, you're breaking in some new guys uh, and you've got the two best receivers in the country are you going to air it out 80 percent of the time 75 percent of the time because we know uh, passing is so overpowered now because of how they call illegal contact. They call holding, defensive holding, uh, defensive pass interference. I mean, you know, and then, you know, ba you know, if they catch the ball, then obviously, you know, they get a huge gain out of that too. So there's all these like good things that can happen when you throw the ball that don't exist when you run the ball. So uh, it's going to be interesting. And I think it's, a lot of it's going to come down to our pass protection, uh, how stout we are on the edges with the tackles and how comfortable is Kyle McCord throwing the ball. Like I'm sure that he's going to want to throw it. He's a quarterback, but uh, I, I, the thing that I worry about and the thing that is, is tough. And I had a, I had a really, really esteemed coach, um, that I talked to, uh, today, actually, you know, talk about how, you know, you need to be able to run the ball to protect the defense. If the defense is struggling, you know, burn some clock, keep them off the field, let them rest, uh, get reorganized, whatever. And also, you know, the ability to run the ball when the team knows that, you, you have to run it, you know, like when you have to grind the clock out, 
Uh, and it goes both ways. It's both running the ball when they know you have to run it and stopping the run when you know they have to run it. Like against Michigan at the end of the game last year where we needed to get a stop and we didn't get it done. Or you know, if you're salting down a game like the Georgia game and you just got to keep running the ball to get, you know, like it's like I, I've told people, like, look, we were 10 yards away from winning a national championship. If we kick a 40-yard field goal with Noah Ruggles, he probably drills that. But he'd never hit a 50-yarder before, and that's a big round number for a kicker in a situation where you're playing the Georgia Bulldogs and essentially what is a de facto national championship game, you know, that's, that's a big number and it was too much. And he, he, he yanked it, you know, and again, you know, if you could have got 10 yards for him and made it a 40 yarder, then it's different. And, and, and you just had to get three yards on three straight plays to get there, but we weren't able to do it. Cause we ran it once we got stopped. And then we had uh you know, two incomplete passes. So it's going to be interesting to see how, how Brian marries the running game and the passing game. Nevada. Do you think that, now that Brian Hartline is going to be the offensive coordinator, that there could be a, you know, could. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to, has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you Lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Could the, the Buckeye Nation turn on him a little bit like they have in the past? Oh, I think absolutely. I think if he has a, a challenging game, I think uh, the honeymoon's over for Brian. And, the, and they'll be calling for his head so soon. And, uh, no, Brian's got a, you know, he's got a longer leash than most because of his uh, recruiting chops, but, you know, offensive coordinators generally, I, mean, I remember Tom Herman, but Tom Herman came to Ohio state and uh, was kind of like who, and then he started doing great things. And everybody's like, yay. And then by the time he left, it was like, he's, you know, Menza, he's a bum. Get him out of here. We hate him. So uh, I think, uh, I think Heartline will probably have something similar, but uh you know, I, I was thinking about something you just said earlier, which I thought was really, really great about passing. Remember, they used to say with Woody Hayes, you know, uh, yeah, you know, three things can happen when you pass, and two of them are bad, or something like that. And uh, now with passing, you're right. There's about nine things that can happen, and about seven of them are good. You know, what I'm saying you can get a legal contact, you can get a holding, you can get a pass interference, you can get a catch, you can get. A, I mean, you can have your quarterback break the, the contain and run. So yeah, there's there's so many more the options that are open to you when you're passing. But you know, Brian's Brian's going to have to figure out how to you know utilize the run along with the pass, and I think it's going to be a challenge for him because like you know, he's a wide receiver, he's never known anything having to do with the running game. He's always been about the passing game, and I think it's going to be a huge challenge for him. And we talked about this when Kerry Combs you know came as a defensive coordinator. We were all excited to have him back because you know the rah rah and the, the, the recruiting. But we talked about how. You know, he's never done it before. Well, Brian's never done it before either. And I know why they did it. I understand why they did it. I think it makes all the sense in the world they did it. But it's going to be a change. And I think, you know, Buckeye Nation's just got to be a little patient with him because he's going to be learning on the job. And uh, it's going to be very interesting to watch the first few games. And especially when we go to Notre Dame after we've had the uh, – the, the warm-up game's going to see how, how Brian's done and how he's managed to figure it out because never done it before and, and he's learning on the job. It'll be fascinating if they put him up in the booth or not or if they keep him down on the field. I Again, I, I've always thought that offensive coordinators should be up in the booth. I've just been in the booth. I've seen uh, like a controlled setting. Again, it's like, you know, those of you that have taken the ACT, the SAT, uh, the MCAT, the LSAT, any sort of standardized test, that's kind of what it's like, you know, usually in a testing center, it's quiet, you know, climate controlled, whatever. Uh, you won't want to do it walking up and down a sideline at a football game where it's loud and crazy. And that that's kind of the, the level of concentration that you need. And, and like, I, I sat next to Tom Herman when he called the plays and I've seen, you know, Kevin Wilson sat in the box last year when he was 
uh, working with Ryan, you know, obviously Ryan being the head coach calling the plays was something that I, I think, you know, he was good at, but I think that the overall management of the game could have been better if he wasn't so focused on burning up his energy, you know, running the offense. Cause that, that is a tough job. That is a full-time job and being the head coach is a full-time job. So when you try to do both, instead of having, you know, someone that you can delegate that to it, it is tough to wear both hats. Um, We'll take, uh, let's see, we'll do one more question. And again, I, and Dave, I totally agree with this. Um, you know, we gave up that 14 point lead against, against Georgia, but you know, like you said, if we could run the ball that keeps the defense off the field, if the defense is struggling, you know, the, their best friend in the universe is, is our offense. Like, in 07, we were number one in the nation in total defense. And we also were a really good running team. We had Todd Beckman at quarterback. We had Beanie Wells at running back. Beanie ran for like 1,700 yards. And we were a ground and pound outfit. We weren't as as high flying as we were in 06 with Teddy and Gonzo. Uh, we had Heartline and Robo, who were obviously very good players. You know, they were second, third round picks in the draft. But, you know, we were a ground and pound offense. And we would hold the ball and we would run the ball like crazy uh, with Beanie. And, and, you, and our defense didn't have to defend as many plays because we were always burning the clock up, you know. And that's something that... I don't think people realize how important that is sometimes to work in concert. And that's something that Jim Trestle never gets enough of uh, uh, compliments and, and acknowledgement on is how, you know, a lot of our great defenses were because, you know, they only had to defend 55 plays or 60 plays because we ran the ball a lot and we burned the clock up and we were cognizant of keeping our defense off the field. Cause you know, they can't score if they're not on the field. Like, and, and again, that, that goes on the flip. If, like if you're playing Philip Rivers, you know, you don't want him on the field like ever. So you want to burn the clock up and, you know, run it out as much as you can. So I think that that helps us. And I think that that helps our, our defense a lot. If, if they can look up and say, okay, we, we got a real break. Cause I've, I've been on offenses, you know, in 07 and 06, you go three and out, the defense makes a stop and they play eight plays and they stop them, hold them to a punt. And then you go three and out, you, you know, you kind of, I'm not saying anybody ever did this to me, but you can feel the energy and you kind of feel the glares of like, geez, guys, you guys just went three and out and didn't burn any clock. We got to go right back out here. And you know, I'm not saying they're retired, but you, you know, you can, you can sense when, you know, they're gratified when you have that nice long drive and you score and then they get to hit the field and go do their thing after a nice long rest. So, uh, I'm going to do one more from Paul. Then we're out of here. Uh, how would Jaden Ballard work at punter kickoff returns? I don't know because I don't know if this kid's ever going to play. I think he's got a chance. This is a humongous spring for him, but he's got all the ability in the world. But th there's just something that I don't believe the coaches trust yet. Um, obviously, against Georgia, they didn't trust him to go in at all after uh, Marvin was knocked unconscious. So, you know, it's now or never for Jaden, man, because with these guys, with the Rogers brothers and Carnell and Brandon Innes coming, man, you know, and then if, if any of these these guys that were freshmen last year are ready to roll, um, time's now for Jaden Ballard. And, and again, he's the guy that I've advocated for being a, a kick returner just to give him some sort of a role. But, you know, I also agree with Nevada when he says, let's just leave Emeka back there because Emeka's he's surefire locked in as a punt returner uh, in terms of fielding the ball. And and again, that's that's not easy. That's a pure luxury. And, and I agree that we should keep him back here. Uh, Nevada, your thoughts on Jaden, uh, getting any work, should he get any work? Does he deserve any work? Well, I mean, we thought he'd get work, you know, coming out of the bowl. I mean, I mean, he's a burner. He's a guy that's, you know, you're right. There's amongst the fastest guys on the team, if not the fastest guy on the team, you know, I think kickoff returns would be a great you know place for him to cut his teeth, given the, the depth in the wide receiver room, um, punts, as we've talked about, yeah, I'm, I'm a little bit hazy on that but certainly a kickoff return i'd give him a shot and i would be surprised if he doesn't get a shot as the kickoff return of this year because i know that they're giving a couple of guys different looks and they're definitely considering him so i wouldn't be surprised to see that happen yeah i uh i totally agree well we're gonna wrap this thing as always we appreciate you guys thank you nevada um as always so we are going to uh, wrap this thing up. If you guys enjoyed this content, BuckeyeScoop.com needs to be your new home and your new homepage on your website. We appreciate all you guys that tune in, all of you guys that have subscribed there. It's, a f it's just an awesome community. It's so fun to be on there. Our game threads during the basketball games have been crazy. A lot of recruiting news uh, with Bill the Bank Green has been uh, popping off. And uh, again, you know, we get our reports for practice. We do these things. We have a big nugget coming up tomorrow. Uh, talking about the movers and shakers of the first few days of practice as they break for spring break so 
we're going to get that out there uh, for our subscribers. So we would love for you to join the BuckeyeScoop.com family because it is a awesome place to hang out um, as you guys are watching the game or, or you want the latest on spring ball. So as always, if you guys can hit that like button on the way out, appreciate you guys as always. Click subscribe, click the alert bell. Those are all great ways to make sure you don't miss any of our live content. We love the interaction with you guys. Thank you to all of our regulars that are in here. You guys are the best. Love seeing uh, the familiar faces and getting these great questions from you guys. So hope you guys have a great rest of your day. Thank you so much, Buckeye Nation. And thank you, Scoop family. And thank you to all the regulars of our Scoop live shows. We love you guys. We appreciate you guys so much. I hope you guys have a great rest of your day. See you guys on BuckeyeScoop.com. Go Bucks. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.